So one thing that I tell everyone inside of my community is that always remember the contract officer that you're dealing with to help them fulfill this particular contract. That is not their only one. They have many solicitations they work on that come across their desk. I have been in this space. I have had contract officers reach out to me um, even before it actually hits, you know, the public eye, sam.gov and all that. Say, hey, um, and they also communicate to each other too. So, mm. hey, you've helped, um, you know, this base out. You've helped us out providing porta potty rentals over here. We have this opportunity coming up. Do you believe that you can fulfill it? Of course. So I, I did it for a while until I until my contracts that's coming in exceeded the amount I was making. Uh, I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons. Yeah. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons, yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. But David E. Simons, yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. But David E. Simons, yeah. Welcome to another episode of How I Discover My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons, I am joined here by my brother, Coach Jay, who is a seasoned professional, recognized expert in the field of federal government contracting with a career spanning over two decades, right? So he's not one of those fly-by-night gurus that come up on here that just started yesterday and start selling tomorrow. Coach Jay has established himself as a trusted mentor, consultant, and educator in a complex world of federal government contracting. I can attest it is complex, uh, and I know he's going to break it down for us to help us get it clear. Coach Jay's journey into the world of federal government contracting began in the U.S. Air Force with a strong desire to bridge the gap between business and government agencies. Armed with a deep passion for helping small and large enterprises navigate the intricate maze of government contracts, they embarked on an, a remarkable. He embarked on a remarkable career that has positively impacted countless businesses. So the impact. So Coach Jay's contribution to the field of government contracting have left an incredible mark. Many businesses owe their success in the government sector to Coach Jay's guidance and their commitment to fostering growth and sustainability uh, is unwavering. His philosophy is that knowledge is power. He's dedicated to empowering businesses with the information and resources they need to thrive in government contracting arena. Their philosophy, his philosophy resolves revolves around transparency, integrity, and a strong work ethic, values that have earned them the respect and admiration of peers and clients alike. And his mentorship and training is something that people can get plugged into as a dedicated mentor and educator. He has trained countless individuals and teams on the nuances of federal government contracting, equipping them with the knowledge and skills they need for success. And so we'll dive into that uh, a little more here later into the show. Welcome to the show, Coach Jay. Thank you so much, brother. Man, thank you for having me, man. It's a blessing and an honor to grace you with your presence, brother. 
awesome, man. It's an honor. Likewise, likewise. So let's let's dive right in. Well, first, let me just say thank you for serving. Thank you. Yes, thank sir. you for that. Yes, right. Thank that's you. that's uh, that's no small small order at all. That's oh, I always appreciate those who've served and uh, take the time to, to protect our country. So um, I want to start with the journey, man, like like take me through. I'm talking about childhood to, you know, I, I don't know if you imagined yourself going down to the path you are today, but I want you to take me through the childhood and it's just just walk me through young coach, little coach Jay. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, so uh, anybody that's that's followed me or come in contact with me, they will know that um, I'm from originally from Trinidad and Tobago. Proud. Any any I think anybody from the Caribbean, once you come in contact with them, they always want to represent their island and say their island is the best and all of that. But listen, I am from Trinidad and Tobago. Twin islands, one country, the beautiful island. So my actual journey, uh, ever since I was small, um, I got introduced to martial arts when I, at the age of, I think about 10, at age of about 10. So I've always been in the instruction, teaching area and development ever since I was a kid. My father was an electrician. My mother was in the ministry of performing arts and all of that. So I've always had um, the best of both worlds, being able to entertain and reach people. But also I, all, I got all of my mechanical skills and my aptitude from my father, man. He always wanted me to get hands-on in there. So um, I actually migrated from Trinidad and Tobago when I was 20. I had to be here before I turned an adult, officially, 20, before I turned 21. So I came to the United States um, when I was 20, um, I think about three months before I turned, turned 21. And when I came over, I was wide-eyed. That was the first time I've ever left my island. First time, you know, seeing America. So came over here and I was just like a kid in a candy store. Everything was new. I was high on life. Um, my aunt at the time who, who um, housed me when I was here, told me, you know, hey, you should join the military. They pay their way to go to school. You know, you get to experience and travel and all that. So I enlisted. I enlisted in the Air Force and I moved around. Man, I lived in um, California. I think I lived in a, almost like 15 states in the United wow. States and Germany. I lived in Germany for about seven years. I lived in Germany, had an absolute ball over there. Um, after I got out of the military, you know, while I was in, sorry, I always, you know, met um, um, either I was the, the, the recruit that when companies came to the Air Force base or to the military base to do service, I was the one that had to go to the gate, get with them and escort them to the. And I've always wondered, you know, how is it that these civilians are coming on a military installation and be able to do work? So that's how I kind of got my, my antennas up on government contracting and what it was. So they were coming on and they were making buku, buku, buku money. Mm -hmm. So um, being in the military, I also had friends who were on the other side of the veil. They were the ones that were actually writing the contracts and all that. And when I got out, they were always telling me, you know, hey, start getting into federal government contracting. You know, it's, it's very lucrative. It's a good living and all that. Um, but I, I wasn't biting on it, man. I wasn't biting on it. I wanted to go back to school. So I went back to school, uh, got my engineering degree and, um, I was an engineer for a while, 
But then full circle again, I came back around and another uh, close friend of mine who is still currently a contract officer was telling me, listen, I, I work closely with the, you know, the federal government and this is what they're spending. This is their budget. This is what they're looking for. Mm. And then I started to put two and two together. So I went, I get, went ahead and got a mentor, got a mentor to myself um, to learn the intricacies of federal government contracting. And I've always had a passion for teaching teaching and pouring back so i end up um you know say you know what let me take this information and i started with my family first i started teaching my family how to get into federal government contracting now my little brother is in it everyone is in here in this federal government contracting space and people will keep asking me how how did you how do you and one of my superpowers that i you know inherited from my mom that i'm able to make a complex topic simplified Mm. So we started the company FGC Simplified, which simply stands for Federal Government Contracting Simplified. Wow. We simplify the process of how to get started in this federal government contracting space that anybody could take up the mantle and run with it. Mm. Anyone can do it. And wow. we have had so much success just simplifying the process and showing people these are the step-by-step -step process. Once you follow it, it's not a matter of if you will see success. It's just a matter of when. Wow. Just, just a matter of when. Man. That's so. beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Wow, thank you for sharing that. Um, <clears throat> and really, I love you've weaved the whole story and how it all, everything, mm -hmm. tied into it. And uh, I, you know, this whole show is called "How How I Discovered My Gift," right? So we're always curious around the gifting. And you said it that your your mom's superpower was transferred to you, and you. You've leveraged that to build a, a successful business. Talk to us about this superpower of being able to simplify. And when did you, when did you realize, wow, this is something I have the gifting to do? So I, I, I call it a two-part gift. So um, me, if you ask my family, I was a very um, quote-unquote mischievous little child. Okay. So ever since I, I can remember myself being aware of myself, I've always had the, the, the question of how things work. Cause I can remember, I probably was about five, six, seven, I was very young. I got a toy for Christmas. And by the end of Christmas, that toy was in pieces because <laughs> I had to get in there to find out it was a little robotic chicken. If I remember, you put the egg in and it will pop the egg out to the, at the end, it will lay the egg. And I always wanted to figure out how it worked. So it, again, it was in pieces. So I've always had that, that strong urge to find out why, oh, even in, in Clue, I was always the one asking questions. Why? Okay. Tell me how it works. Just don't tell me what the outcome is. Tell me how the process works. I was very mm -hmm. process driven. Um, and my mom that I'm, I'm Herod, she used to do the same thing. She used to say, okay, yes, stop and think about the process. Use, she used to use metaphors. She used to use symbolisms and all of that for me to grasp it, for me to have that aha moment. Wow. So, so I believe that's where the birth of it is. And then, you know, that my, my father being an electrician and being hands-on, I always wanted to touch it take it apart to see how it worked. So that fueled me all the way through. And that sparked that, um, that interest in me to do that. So look at that. That's beautiful. So that curiosity mixed with this ability to, uh, 
break things down like it was it, it was just something that your mom wow what a very um present mom to 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 kind of like say hey this is why this is work this is how this works and mm-hmm. and 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 it also also led you into engineering which is very process driven as well right yeah, so yeah. how did that help you and serve you as an engineer oh it, it does it again the the simple stuff being able to to slow down and understand the whole process on okay inputs and outputs this is the this is the result you want. So what is the that I have to connect the dots in order to get this result? So wow. that was and you know the beautiful thing is early on I wanted to be a teacher. Wow. I, I wanted to be a teacher, but I never got the chance to. Um, but I started teaching. I mean, like a formal teacher. Yeah. But I started teaching on the outside. Uh, I've been a youth minister. I've been all of that. Um, I've been you know teaching martial arts ever since I was eleven. I've had about three schools. To one in Germany, two in the United States, all over. You know, I just enjoy the the beauty of teaching. Look so. at that, and 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 look how you're using it today. So I want to dive into this gifting now used to develop a government contract. Take us through mm-hmm. this moment after you had friends tell you countless times hey you need to look into this you need to look into this you 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 got it you're in engineering did you leave your your job in the engineering realm and jump into it full steam did you build something on the side talk talk to us about your first foray into your first government contract oh sure 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 so um, what I started to do and how I built it out and before so I I tell everyone, you let your your nine to five be your first um, investor. Don't just jump out there. You use your nine to five. Use the skills that the, the company is training you for to see how you can translate that into becoming an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, entrepreneur too as well. My target audience um, of those that want to get into federal government contracting are either entrepreneurs who've been bitten by that entrepreneurial bug or small business owners wanting to know how they can now scale and have the federal government as one of their largest customers. Mm-hmm. So what what I did, I take my um, being in the military, my skills of being in the military, understanding military jargon, how the federal government thinks and all of that, couple that with my experience of being an engineer, because being an engineer in the field that I was in uh, was in refrigeration and electromechanics. I had to deal with contractors and subcontractors all the time. So I was able to translate that on how they communicate, how they think, how they build pricing out, how they put their profit already in, how they communicate, put all of that into the system on how you can then flow and how you could actually execute and win federal government contracts. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to federal government contracting, a lot of people have this, um, this mystique, just because it's the federal government, they think about right off the bat, the military, federal government jargon, and it's going to be difficult, a lot of red tape. So I, ha- I, I when I went through it, I had the same um, mindset too as well. I, I falsely believe that I had to be in business for multiple years. Mm-hmm. I falsely believe that if I have to do business with the federal government, that I have to go through this strenuous background check and have all of this, you know, certifications and all that in order to do business with the federal government. Um, and but when I went through the process and realized that no, it's not as as difficult or convoluted as most people think. 
let me show you how we could just simplify the process. So we broke it down into a step-by-step -step process, almost like a flowchart, like mm -hmm. engineering, you know, right. almost like a flowchart. Do this first and you will get these outputs and then you continue on along the, along the path until you get to your desired result. Mm -hmm. And wow. it's simple. It, it's a, you know, I, I would never say that it's easy because mm -hmm. easy is relative. What might be easy for me might not be easy for you, mm -hmm. but the process is very simple. Federal government mm. contracting is very simple. Hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure people are hearing this like, wait, but I've tried and I've failed. Mm -hmm. What What are the things that most people do wrong that make the process more complicated than it needs to be? So, um, mo most people try to do it on them by themselves, uh, and this this has to do with you know even beyond federal government contracting. Um, if you want a desired outcome and you don't know the process or the processes to get there, you're going to be wasting a lot of time. You're going to be get frustrated. You're going to, you know, but if you have a process, a simple system that you could follow, you know, it's, it, it makes it easier for you too as well. And then your environment is very important too. That's why if you want to lose weight, if you want to stay in a healthy marriage and all that, you surround yourself with people that are going in the same direction that you're going into as well. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you got to. Makes sense. But, but the process is, is, is really simple. So, mm -hmm. for example, um, there is only three steps, three simple steps to get started if you want to take up and get into federal government contracting. One, you need to have a business. Anyone can go to their secretary of state and register their business, get a LLC simply registered in your state. So most people that come into contact with me already have a small business and the federal government doesn't even care what it is. You can be a barber, you can be a podcaster, you can be um, selling e-commerce. You can then take that business and do it, do federal government contracting with it. So that's one. Then the next step is to get a, a EIN number. Um, every business already, if you're in business already, you should have an EIN number. But that's what the federal government does uses to actually validate that you are a legitimate business. They use your EIN number to validate you. EIN number, your business registered, and then all you have to do is register that business inside of SAM.gov. After that, that's it. That's all you need for the federal government to be able to work with you and give you federal government contracts. Wow. Wow. Can you, can you take us through your first government contract? Sure. So, so I, I, again, as I mentioned, I falsely believe too as well that I had to go in because um, once I got my business registered in SAM.gov, I tried to figure it out to myself. I try to go down YouTube University. I tried to get with the people that I know that are doing federal government contract, but it was very hard for them to try to teach me because they were on the other side of it. They were the contract officers. They were not the ones that was actually doing federal government contract. Mm -hmm. So they, they, they couldn't explain to us the process that we teach here on the backside. Yeah. So again, I thought that I had to start a business and be in business for for two to three years, I thought mm. I had to go and buy expensive equipment mm. to, you know, to have the personnel, to have the expertise, to actually go out there and do, you know, fulfill the contract. 
So um, I, I don't know if you if you heard it or not. So I came across um, Jason White, Jason yeah. Jay White, first name last name. That's that's my boy. I mm. know uh, uh, I, I got in touch with him and because he was teaching the process called the middleman strategy or the middleman process mm -hmm. and we resonated because we have almost like the similar background he was he is prior military too um mm -hmm. you know he was in the military he got out of the military and mm -hmm. he dug himself in for about three years before he actually landed and win his first federal government contract mm -hmm. but he learned from trial and error so me, I connected with him, you know, I, I got into his mentorship, I learned the process and what took him three years to win his federal government contract took me 60 days, wow. 60 days. And that's the power of getting with someone to condense your learning time. Mm -hmm. So my first federal government contract, uh, and I tell everybody this, my first federal government contract was for $35, mm. $35 what i won my first federal but it was proof of concept, mm. proof of concept. this was for work that i was not doing mm -hmm. i was he showed me the the whole process this is what we do we find the need of the federal government mm -hmm. and we find a company that will be able to fulfill that need yeah and we will get that income for putting the two together mm. i didn't have to have the experience because we are not the ones that's doing the physical work the yeah. company on the other side are the one that needs to have the experience. Yes. I don't need to have the, to buy any expensive equipment because that company already have all of that in place. So right. I was just utilizing and I, and again, this is stuff we see day to day in the, in the market, in the work market. Right. Um, you know, Chrysler doesn't build all their, their parts. They ordered the, the, the you know, conductor shortage chip that we just had. <laughs> They get that from another company. They, they mm -hmm. utilize that company's expertise to build that in order to fulfill them. So, and that's what it was, man. It was for my, my first thing, my first federal government contract, and I still have it going on today, was for porta potty rentals. Mm. Porta potty rentals. I'm, I'm renting, it's in Washington state right now. It's going on right now, as I say, every month they go out and I'm having that income coming in month after month from that porta potty. Now, that was my first federal government contract. Yeah. Right now, I have 25 active contracts going on right now. Wow. Work that I'm not even doing. I've never yeah. even seen the work. I've never even been out there. We are going, but it's not about me anymore. It's not wow. about me. It's about my my community members. Those that are in my, my community that are executed on high level, man. That's awesome. Well, you know, I know, I know, I'm just ch channeling what the listeners that are hearing this would ask. So I, there's a couple of questions I have. So wait, mm -hmm. so I, I, I think that you have an understanding and we go back to your gift of understanding yes. process because you understand process. Most people would probably get discouraged. We're like, what? I got my first contract, $35. That's it. That's all I'm getting. That's all I got. But wow. you understood that if I understand going back to what you shared, if I understand the pieces and all the things and the steps to get me, if I did it one time, I'm going to be able to do this. So your attitude, I'm assuming, was like, I did it. I cracked it. Now I know I'm going to go to the next level. Whereas not everybody, if they didn't have your gifting and understanding of process and patience and understanding that there's steps to this, they might have been discouraged. 
your is assumption, your assumption is right, brother. So the the end goal for me, I wanted to to solidify and learn the process, not the outcome, because I know that the outcome could change. As long if I could change the input, then I could change the output. But I wanted to understand that process. So the beautiful thing that I tell people all the time about federal government contracting, there is no limit on the amount of contracts that I can go after. There's no limit on the amount of contracts that I can actually hold. It's all about what I can manage. So when I worked out the, the you know, when I actually saw for myself the proof of concept that if I connect one to two, I'm going to get three on the outside. Mm. Once I knew that process works, all I did was ramp it up, man. All I did was ramp it up and that's it. And anyone can do this once wow. they just stop and understand that simplified process. That's yeah. amazing. So, so <clears throat> if you don't mind, because this is a question I know that listeners are probably thinking, what is one of the highest contracts you've been able to win and secure out of all the contracts you've had? Sure. So I have uh, washer and dryer leasing going on right now. That total contract is $4 million for the five years. Wow. Total contract value, $4 million for the five years. Wow. That's incredible. That is incredible. And what I love most about what you're doing is you're not doing the work on any of those those 25 contracts. No, no work at all. No. Well, it's yes, we are doing work. But yeah. I emphasize we don't do the physical work. There we meaning, go. Meaning that I don't have to go to the location and repair the toilets. I don't have to go to the location and clean the, the building. The physical portion of the work is being conducted by the company that I'm hiring to actually do that service. But yes, there is still work that I do. I For invoice sure. the federal government. I manage the contract. Listen, ultimately, it's my contract and I'm responsible that it that it gets completed. So mm -hmm. therefore, I manage it. If mm -hmm. my subcontractor or the company that I'm hiring, let's say the, a truck breaks down or they have a flat tire, I am the one that has to communicate with the federal government to let the federal government know that, hey, my guys are um, having some vehicle problems. They can make it today, but they will make it out tomorrow to finish it up. That's considered managing and adding value to the contract. A lot of people think that this is passive. And I tell people right off the bat, federal government contracting, the way we do the middleman process, it is not a passive form of income. We are not winning these federal government contracts and then selling them to someone else. That is not what we do. We are, we are managing and fulfilling these contracts the only thing is that we are not doing the physical work. It's no longer what my hands could do, but it's what my mind could do. I can organize because I'm not having to do the physical work. I can then multiply my efforts and have multiple contracts going on at the same time and just managing it. So that's beautiful, man. Well said. And, and thank you for that breakdown. Yeah, yeah. Now, now I'm just, Again, thinking about the listener that's mm -hmm. hearing this and and you probably run into people like this that probably joined your program that are just the same way. But Coach Jay, I've 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 got my business, I've got my EIN, I've got the Sam.gov, and I put in proposals and I've submitted to FedBids ops and I've done the work 
and I put all these bids in, but I'm not winning anything. And it's been six months, a month, a year, two years, three years, and I'm not winning. What what do you tell those people who've who feel like I've tried it all and I've struggled to just secure my that, that first contract? So in my experience, there are two aspects for winning a federal government contract. And I'll touch on both of them. And this is what we cover and what we teach and what I've learned and what I've gleaned over the years. Um, the first one is, is relationships. People do business with people they know, like, and trust. Um, a lot of people come into federal government contracting if they don't know a system. And all they do is just send emails. We call mm -hmm. them paper pushers. They try to get quotes from a contractor by just sending an email. They don't pick up the phone and call or they don't reach out to the federal government. Um, some people falsely think that, oh, it's the federal government. Ooh, you know, no, the people that are doing these contracts that are signing the contract, the people that are there to fulfill and get the need of the federal government fulfilled are human, just like us. Mm. Sometimes they're even younger than us. They're, they're now in joined the military, 21, 22 year olds. They're there actually physically there doing the actually paperwork of assigning the contracts. So we teach you, you know, hey, open the door, build a rapport with them so you can let them know that you are here and you can fulfill what the federal government wants. That's one big piece of it. And again, the federal government understands that there are new businesses that come in to get into federal government contracting. Right. So if they know that you are able to fulfill and you're willing to learn the process, they are going to help you along the way. Hmm. Because remember, the federal government has a need. There are over 96 to 97,000 contract opportunities that are uploaded to federal government, the, the SAM.gov website that we use on a daily river on average every single day about 96,000 okay mm -hmm. so the federal government has a need that they have to fulfill by law the federal government has to put it out to the public for us to help them fulfill that need so they have mm -hmm. a need the second thing is that the federal government has a budget that they have to actually spend every fiscal year yes. if they don't spend that money whatever they don't spend their budget the next year gets reduced because the federal because they said that oh you didn't need it so we will allocate that money somewhere else so wow. they have some funds that they are incentivized to spend that's one and two they have a need they have a need whatever you see on sam.gov if they have a toilet repair a roof repair they actually need it to be done mm -hmm. so that's where we come in we come in and we actually fulfill that need and we actually get paid for doing that. Beautiful. So that's the one part of it. Building that relationship with people they know, like, and trust. That's yeah. one step. And the other aspect is pricing. It Because it's open to the public, it's a bidding process. We actually have to bid to let the federal government know that we can fulfill what they're asking for. People come in with this mindset. Um... And we teach federal government contracting. It's a little different between state and local government contracting. It's different. On the federal level, um, a lot of people come in and say, you know what, regardless of what the work is, regardless of what the federal government want, 
I'm going to do 50, 20% markup on it. We teach you how to do market research just like the federal government does market research. For instance, if the federal government wants a roof to be replaced, they really don't know what that price is, what the price of material is, what the labor price is in the open market. So what the federal government does, they do their own market research to find out what is the range in the open market for this roof particular replace. So they will get a price range back and that's what they will set the budget for that contract is. So if you come in and just say, you know what, I'm just going to put 50%, 20% on top of it on that, then you're no longer competitive. The federal government is looking for the best value for the best price. And yeah. we teach you how to do that. So that could be two of the main reasons what I see when people come into my community, why they're not winning federal government contracts. Either they're not building rapport and following instructions yeah. or their pricing is way off. Mm. They're just going off of what they feel or what they would like to make on a particular contract. That's good stuff. Mm -hmm. So back to the relationship side, right? Because yeah. some people have the philosophy or, or, or thinking and maybe you kind of drill on this like it is it is relationships, right? So some people feel like I'm not going to win because other people have relationships and I don't have a relationship with said said agency or said company. Um, how will I get contracts when I don't have those relationships? What do you say to those people that are, you know, kind of like discouraged because they don't either. They just feel like I don't know if I'll be able to build the relationship yeah. that other people have. So when I talk about relationships. So, yes, the federal government and there are certain agencies because of, you know, they've been doing business with them for certain while, like Lockheed Martin and one of those big names, they have that relationship with them. When I speak about relationship, what I'm talking about with the actual contract officer, the one that's making the decision on who they're actually going to award these contracts to. And even with the smaller, quote unquote, smaller, 250 grand, if you want to call that small, those smaller contracts, um, we're talking about they have set aside these amount of funds to go to business that are considered small business that based off of their NAIC code, they have a certain market cap, what they have to be under to be considered a small business. We're talking about those type of contracts. Um, I'm talking about building that relationship with the person that's actually making the decision, not ex not um, essentially with the agency, but with that person. Because, you know, they have so much contract opportunities every single day that you don't have to worry about competition. You just have to be able to get in there and demonstrate that you could fulfill what they're asking for. And that's what the relationship I'm talking about. Um, most people think that they hide behind their mouse, their keyboard, and all they do is just send emails and messages. And they don't actually get on the phone and ask questions, you know. Mm -hmm. The ones that are doing the contracts are human, just like us. That's sometimes right. there are human errors. Sometimes there are mistakes. But you can call them and let them know, hey, um, I see you're asking for this. But in my expertise, I believe that this will work better. And mm -hmm. stuff like that. That's what I'm talking about, building relationships. So they can see that you are paying attention to their need. And mm -hmm. once they find you like that, man, you will be surprised on how much they will come to you to actually fulfill what they're looking for. 
Wow. So are you telling us that you might win a contract and then they might have another opportunity and they'll just bring it to you and say, yeah. hey, we're, we're about to put this out to the market. We'd really like you to bid on it. And Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. So one thing that I tell everyone inside of my community is that always remember the contract officer that you're dealing with to help them fulfill this particular contract. That is not their only one. They have many solicitations they work on that come across their desk. I have been in this space. I have had contract officers reach out to me um, even before it actually hits, you know, the public eye, sam.gov and all that. Say, hey, um, and they also communicate to each other too. So, mm. hey, you've helped, um, you know, this base out. You've helped us out providing porta potty rentals over here. We have this opportunity coming up. Do you believe that you can fulfill it? Of course. Wow. Of course. Wow. That's game yeah. changer. That's game it changer. Is. So, so speaking of game change, how did this change the game for you to eventually, I assume you left corporate America, left, left the engineering realm. When did, when did that transition happen to say, Hey, you know what? I got a couple of contracts. Uh, I think I'm good. I'm, I'm going to, you know, what, what was that? What was that? Sure. So I, I did it for a while until I, until my contracts that's coming in exceeded the amount I was making. Mm -hmm. That's a good milestone that I tell everyone to do it with. So on the federal government side, you can categorize um, federal government contracts into three buckets. There are products, there is service-based contracts, and then there is real estate. The federal government buys everything. So on the product side, we call those um, in our community one-hit quitters. Because the federal government might say, hey, we want 20 um, iPads. You provide them with the 20 iPads and then that's it. You got to go back out on the hunt again. On the service base, most service based contracts are for normally four to five years. So you win one federal government contract on a service side and you know you have that income coming in for it for the next five years just off of one. So you imagine if you stack those up with other different contracts, you can have multiple revenue coming in residually for the next four to five years. And wow. the sky's the limit. You can go back and win contracts and build your experience, build your portfolio, however you want to do it. Mm-hmm. So um, and then there's real estate. The federal government leases, they buy you know, warehouses, office space all the time. And those typically run for about 15 years, anywhere from 10 to 15 years, just for one federal government contract. And the system and the process we teach, it applies to each bucket. It applies to products, it applies to service, and it also applies to to real estate too as well. So once I gathered gathered those service base stacked on top of each other for the next four to five years, um, then I realized that, listen, I had the latitude to then back off and work as much or as little as I want to. So that's what I did. And then my, my, again, my family and my friends were asking me, Hey, they saw my lifestyle change. They saw that, you know, me and my wife traveling all the time. They saw, you know, they saw that ability that we, you know, quote unquote, bought our time freedom back, you know, so we can work as much as we, or as little as we want. Um, they wanted me to start teaching. So then we, we created the community 
so we can empower and encourage people to get into federal government contracting so you can use federal government contracting as seed money to then further your passion. You can then get into any type of investment you want to because you know you have that residual coming in. That's brilliant. Yeah. So tell us about your community, Coach Jay, and, and, sure. and the work that you're doing there and how you're helping people. Yeah, so I tell everyone the FGC Simplified Community is more than just federal government contracting. Overarching, it's a, it's a business community because we teach business finance, we teach business structure, we teach everything, anything business related inside of our community. But we use federal government contracting as the bedrock, as the substratum for everyone to come into. And once you have that income coming in and you get your residual income to the desired amount that you want to, now you can then pivot and go into other. So um, I have been blessed to be part of many other business groups out there. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to plug them in, man. Um, mm -hmm. If any, it's it's called BBI Building Business Institute. My brother, my mentor, um, Bees, he actually have a community that once I got into, I saw uh, uh, I saw the light and how we can merge our two communities together. So his community teaches about business acquisition, how you can buy a business, cash flow and asset with no money out of your pocket. Mm. So in my community, I'm like, well, we get to see what the need of the federal government is. If we see a lot of um, roof repair companies, HVAC companies, why can't I acquire a business and have that business now fulfill government contracts? Because the beauty to get to it, you know, we have, you know, we have B2C, business to customer, we have business to business, and then we also have business to government. Mm. Once you have the federal government as your customer, you don't have to advertise to the federal government because the federal government does that for you. They come to you and tell you what they need. So that's how we merge our communities together. You get into federal government contracting, you see a need. You get into that and win, learn how to win those contracts. Yeah. Then you can acquire a business that you can now have your business fulfill these federal government contracts and you automatically start to expand your territory. Genius. You automatically wow. expand your territory. So, Creates an ecosphere. So man. I already imagine. So you've bought businesses that you're using for contracts. See, there you go, brother. That's it. Wow. That's it. I'm, wow. I'm actually in the process right now. Of, of doing an acquisition right now so I can roll it up into a federal government contracting. Beautiful. Wow, man, you are taking it to another level. Yeah. So we, we've had people on the show talk about government contracting, but you, you're taking it to a whole other level because you're, you're, you're getting people in the game, but you're helping them to see that this is just, this is just a foundation. And, 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 and it's a great foundation because it's, it's something that you can, because I don't think a lot of people know that, government contracting businesses they're they're also legacy building you can pass that on to your family right yes sir that that is it that, that that's the thing um and the the beauty of having mergers and acquisition the best way to scale and grow a business is through acquisitions and once you have that asset it's considered an asset you can pass that down to generation to generation and all that you know beautiful wow Wow, this is deep stuff here. So 
tell us a little bit more about FGC. Like, what if somebody's interested to learn more, join the community? How do they get, what's the best way in to learn more information and get plugged sure. in? Yeah. So the best way, um, again, we have a website or you can get in. We normally have challenges that we do. I normally put on free content too on my social media, on my TikTok, on my YouTube. I give as much free content because I've come to realize that a lot of people don't even know that federal government contracting exists. Mm -hmm. Or if they do know that it exists, they have heard horror stories of how, how difficult it is, how hard it is to get in and get started. So, um, so we've created that. The, my social media, I tell everyone for free, this is how you get started and give you the steps. Once you've piqued your interest, and you know you want to get into federal government contracting, you can see how you can get in and be able to 10X your top line revenue. Then you can be able to jump into our community and we will take you this step of the way. So um, you can go to my website, it's fgcsimplified.com and you can see our two levels, what we have on there and how you can be part of our community. And uh, listen, I'm telling you, we are next to the BBI. I'm gonna have to give him, a, give him his props, man. Next to the BBI, we're the best community out there for, for businesses and business building. I tell everyone, it's not a side hustle. I hate using the word play. This is not a play because plays get played out and mm. all of that. Not a play, but it's a federal government contracting business that you can scale to whatever size that you want it to be. That's you wonderful. Be. And then that. you can use that to then scale and grow, man. Yeah. Awesome. So that's fgcsimplified.com. We'll plug that below. Um, one question before we go here, uh, Coach Jay, I, I, we always ask to every guest, uh, the question is, what is the difference between one's gift and one's purpose? One's mm. gift and one's purpose. Sure. So, um, your purpose, let me start with your purpose. Your purpose is what you were ultimately created for. And you cannot find out what your purpose is without a connection with the divine creator. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you don't have a relationship with God, you would not know why you were created. Your purpose is what you created. And I believe that once you understand that and once you know what your purpose is, then it will reveal what your gifts are for. Your gifts are your fuels and the tools you use to you to execute your purpose. So my purpose is, is to bring awareness and light and to help teach and get people focused in the right direction. My gifts is my ability to teach and to simplify concepts, to make that so, so you can put that connection in there so you can get to your end desire. Beautiful. Well said. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you feel like you should tell the people listening about anything, about a principle, about government contracting, anything that's on your heart? I believe I believe that everyone should, you know, um, you know, coming from I don't want to say it like that, because a lot of people think when, when you say third world country, you, you know, it makes it seem like it's it's backwards or bad. But coming from you know, Trinidad and Tobago, and then coming to the system of America and then starting to understand how the system works in America that, you know, it's the tax code was built for corporations and for businesses. I believe that everybody should have a business, should have some sort of business. 
And I believe that everybody, you know, unbiasedly should do business with the federal government. The federal government is the largest purchaser of goods and services in the entire world, in the entire world. Anything that you could think of, the federal government buys from hair clips to toothpicks to breast implants, you name it, the federal government buys it. So if you want to be able to have the federal government as one of your largest customers, the easiest way to do that is to get in here and show the federal government that, hey, I can supply your needs. And once you're in the door and you have the air of the federal government, you can tell the federal government, oh, by the way, my businesses actually does this. They actually do this after you've already done scratch the federal government's back. So, Beautiful. yeah. That, that's my thing. I, I believe so. If you want to get true financial freedom and, and break out of this rat race, why not do it in a system that you can be able to get in? And remember, federal government contracting, I've looked. Again, if, if you have a entre serial entrepreneur that's out here, they've probably done the same thing. They probably tried Turo. They probably tried drop shipping. They probably tried, you know, trying to find where they fit in. In this federal government contracting space, the barrier to get in, the cost to get started is the cost to get your LLC registered and file in your state. Wow. So think about that. There are some states out here. I believe California is like $5 to get started. Colorado is like $35. You can start a federal government contracting for $35 and you can land a $250,000 contract. You can land million dollar contracts just by that. Amazing. Wow, Coach Jay, you brought the heat, man. Thank you so, so much for blessing the listeners. I know this is going to be an episode they need to listen over and over again. Thank you for yeah. simplifying everything. Bless you, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Dear listener, I would like to thank you so much for listening to How I Discover My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. As a token of my appreciation, I would love to give to you my most important piece of work to date, and it's called the Purpose Gift Tape. It's a motivational mixtape geared towards helping you to identify your gifts, which ultimately lead to you discovering your purpose. This is a six-track album I poured my heart and soul into. It includes beautiful beats and amazing spoken word over it, and I'd love to give that to you as a free gift as a token of my appreciation for being a part of the community. So to get your copy, all you need to do is go to podcast.daviddsimons.com. That's podcast.david, the middle initial D, Simons, S-I-M-O-N-S.com, and get yours today. Thank you for being a listener. I'll catch you on the next episode. How I Discover My Gift with David D. Simons is proud to be of the amazing and illustrious Alive Podcast Network.